Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Christmas is the stuff of which core memories are made. My Christmas memories include a shopping trip with my mom to the old Belkberry department store back when it was in downtown Wilmington. The toy department was downstairs, as I recall, and it must have been Christmas of 77 or 78, which is right before the store closed in 1979 and moved out to Independence Mall, where it is today. These days, of course, there's no shortage of places to shop for Christmas presents in the Wilmington area. From Mayfair to College Road to Monkey Junction to Hanover Center, the options are plentiful. Up until the latter part of the 20th century, however, if you lived in Wilmington, Christmas shopping almost certainly meant a trip downtown. For most of the 20th century, in fact, multiple department stores were located downtown. In addition to Belk's, which started on North Front Street as Belk Williams in 1915, there was also an Eford's on North Front Street. J.C. Penney and Sears, which would both move to the mall with Belk's, were on the 200 block of North Front. There were five and dime stores like Woolworth's. There was a Crest, later Byright, on the ground floor of the Masonic Temple Building, till Byright closed in 1989. Shopping downtown back then was an experience, one that doesn't quite exist in the same way anymore. Joining us on Cape Fear on Earth to talk about her memories of Christmas shopping in the downtown Wilmington of the 1950s and 60s is, is Elaine Henson. Elaine's a local historian whose book, Carolina Beach, A Postcard History, was published by Arcadia. She's a new Hanover High School graduate and a board member of the Federal Point Historic Preservation Society in Carolina Beach. I am here with Elaine Henson. Thank you so much for being with us on Cape Fear Under. Memory of going when I was a little kid. I was probably seven or eight. I remember going to Belk's downtown with my mom, and I remember going downstairs to the toy department because that. And but you know, it was a very kind of hazy memory, and I was like, you never know. I mean, you remember stuff, and you're not sure if you remember it, but then you confirm my memory that the toys were actually downstairs in Belk's. There, that was Toyland. It was uh, it was in the basement at, at Belk's, yeah. and you could walk you could walk down the stairs, or you could take the elevator. Oh well. And um, <clears throat> and around Christmas time, they would take about a third of that downtown uh, of that down downstairs floor, and they would make it Toyland, and they had all kinds of toys. Well, yeah, and I don't remember any specific toys, but I do remember going down there or wanting to go down there. Now, yeah. and um, for people listening, now the Belks is where the main branch of the library is now, but the entrance was not where it is now. The entrance was on 2nd and The entrance was on 2nd and Chestnut, yeah. and um, that's where you entered. There was a back door, which is actually where the where the library entrance is now, okay. you know, closer to 3rd Street. Okay. That's... And um, Joe Holman... The Holman family, Joe Holman actually leased a part of, of Belk's downtown. He had a book, he, about the only bookstore we had in huh. Wilmington at that time was was um, Joe Holman. And he, he it was a little part of the back 
section of belts that he leased for his bookstore. Yeah, well, and so this was just the time. This is, you know, um, this is in the 70s when I remember, but going mm-hmm. back to the 60s and 50s and even before, you know, when you go Christmas shopping, as many people are doing right now, yeah. I mean, you didn't have much choice but to go downtown because that, that, that's where everything was, right? All the stores were downtown. Yeah. Um, and I can remember I was teaching school, and I would always reserve a couple of days as soon as vacation got out, and I would spend them literally downtown. Yeah, just going from store to store. Just all, yeah, going from store to store. I'd spend all day. I'd have lunch down there yeah. and get all my Christmas shopping done because um, Penny's was down was downtown. I was going to say, Belk wasn't the only department store. There was no, Penny's. There Eford's. Was a, Eford's, Eford's yeah. was Tell on, me about Eford's because that was the well, one that's Well, Eford's kind of, was uh, on the corner of, um, well, the building is still there. Yeah, yeah. On the corner of Front and Grace. Yeah, where the, I think, the outdoor equipped or yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, it is. Outdoor store is now, yeah. And, um, which also brings me to, brings another store down there yeah. in mind. Right across on the same corner, Front and, Front and Grace, was um, Spillman's Camera Shop. Okay. It was a camera shop during, during the year, but at Christmas... It was a toy store, too. That is interesting, you know, because well, that is one thing you mentioned. I don't remember that, but I do remember you told me that, you know, Belks, during the year, they wouldn't have that many toys down. No. But they would kind of transform into a toy store for Christmas. And you mm-hmm. said other stores that wouldn't necessarily have toys would have them at um, Christmas time. I think I told, mentioned the Western Auto. Yeah, to Western you. Auto. Western yeah. Auto, which is, which is an auto, automotive supply store, That's and so you funny. wouldn't think of right. them as having toys. They were up on 3rd Street near Red Cross, yeah. and they, at Christmas time, they would have a lot of toys, like like little pedal cars. That's so funny. And um, But even the camera shop would have toys oh, but, during... during. The t- camera shop had toys, and they... At that time, there was a, a doll that was very popular. It was yeah. called a gin- ginger doll, okay. and it was a little... It was a little doll, and but she, you could buy lots of clothes and outfits oh, yeah. for her, and I, I had one of those, That's so funny. and so I loved, I loved the camp, Spillman's camera shop, which, like I said, it yeah. was a camera shop during the during the year, but at Christmas it was yeah. a toy store too. Well, so you mentioned that you would, you know, get out and walk around and go from store to store. And mm-hmm. What was the atmosphere like downtown then? I mean, I think it's pretty busy these days, but I'm guessing it was. Um, I know. We talk about it kind of going into decline in the maybe 70s, but, right. um, but at the time when there were so many stores down there, it had to have been busy. It was busy. Yeah. The, the, the sidewalks would be filled with people yeah. all doing the all doing their Christmas shopping. And um, there were so many nice restaurants downtown. Of course, there are a lot of r- restaurants downtown now. Yeah. But w- back then, Wilmington didn't have very many restaurants. Right. And the most, the concentration was downtown. Um, I know Sappho's restaurant was in the block between, it was down from the Murkison building yeah. in the block between Chestnut and Grace. Yeah. And um, that's obviously Mayor Bill Sappho's family. That That is, that uh, Doki Sappho, and I think his cousin George Sappho yeah. had that restaurant. And then in the, in the um, block between Market and Princess, there was the Crystal restaurant, which yeah. was the forerunner. The Crystal Restaurant, I think, was owned by the Zezefelis brothers, and they eventually bought the Luna Pier, which was next to Lumen at Wrightsville Beach, and they renamed it the Crystal Pier. Oh. And they had the restaurant was on the pier, and then they had rooms and apartments down on the street. 
and it's now located where the Oceanic restaurant That's amazing because this is the first time I did not know that's where the Crystal mm-hmm. Pier got its name from. Was There was a Crystal mm-hmm. restaurant downtown. That is amazing. And it was next door to the Bailey. Yeah. Yeah, the old movie theater. The old movie theater. Well, and, this, and so tell me a bit, um, you told me, uh, and I think Beverly Tetterton mentions it in her book that the window displays at Belk's particularly uh, were famous. I mean, I think magical. everyone, yeah, who, like, who are they like? I mean, magical. they were like animatronic Abs- characters or who was it? Absolutely magical. It was kind of like, I mean, of course, children nowadays, there's so many animations and so many programs in Disney World and so forth. But back then, we didn't have any of that. Right. I mean, actually, comic books were about the closest, I think, that you could come (laughs) to something like that. So Belks would have the first window, and sometimes it was the first and second window, that faced um, Chestnut, that faced Chestnut Street, yeah. and it, the entrance was at Second and Chestnut, and the first first window would be the the, the Christmas window, yeah. and they would be mechan- um, mechanical, so they would it would the creatures or the characters would be moving, wow. and it would be a Christmas theme, sometimes with elves and oh, wow. a ladder and Santa and that kind of thing, but but they would be. Moving somewhat, you yeah. know, really kind of like robotic in, so in today's terms. I bet people would go down there just to see that. Absolutely. I mean, you if you were lucky, you got several trips downtown <laughs> to see really? the to see the Belts windows, wow. and we would just stand there and just be mesmerized. And then usually you would get back in the car, and yeah. your father would take you to the world's lar- lar- world's lar- largest living Christmas tree. Yeah, yeah, which was not that far. Really. Which is, was at the Sweeney Water Plant. Yep, yep. And in what is called Hilton yeah. section. Yeah, it's yeah. on the way to Castle Hill yep. now. But, um, and then you would go there, and there was, there, Santa would be there too, and there was a little house underneath the tree where you would go in and see Santa. And it was... Yeah. It was fascinating. No, do they have anywhere? No, like I know, like the Cotton Exchange has Santa some days mm-hmm. now, but was there anywhere downtown that, like, they'd have a Santa Claus for kids? You no, I don't. Re- I only remember. Or was that mainly at the Christmas tree? I right? only remember the Santa at, um, yeah. at, at, at Hilton Park. Yeah, that was a big and deal. And another thing about the mall, Christmas tree, John, yeah. um, my, my parents were from Sampson County, so, yeah. and at Christmas time, we would go to my grandmother's. And we would go over the what is now the Isabel Holmes Bridge, yeah. and you could see the reflection of the of the world's lar- largest yeah. living Christmas tree in the river, and it was wow. We That's we amazing. just loved that. That was well, a special treat. I remember treat. before they stopped doing it after they built the MLK. If you're coming downtown, mm-hmm. you know, toward downtown on the MLK, you could see it. Yeah. It was, I mean, it was big. I mean, it was bigger than people. I mean, it was a big deal. It was a big back deal. then. You know, to see, you know, to remember, you know, it was to see a big Santa deal. And the and, little, uh, and so it'd be kind of like a, you know you, you know you go downtown and shop and then you'd go mm-hmm. out and um, you know mm-hmm. it was like an event you know it was, a, it, was. People, it was. We'll talk a little bit about um, now. Did some of the other um, stores do windows as well? I mean, I guess everyone probably did their windows. Yeah, all, I think all the stores did windows, but yeah. Belks was the Belks was yeah. was the only window that was dedicated to children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and oh, a, right, a Christmas yeah. theme yeah. and and mechanical things that yeah. moved. And the other stores basically just put their, you know, Christmas, they would put like a tricycle in the window. If yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, If they sold, depending on what they sold, they would put Christmas yeah. things. And then 
There were the dime stores that were downtown. Yeah, yeah. Let's there was talk about Woolworths. Those a bit. It was Woolworths, and then there was and McClellan's, uh, and some. Yeah. Sometimes they would. It, it would be the same building, but they would change names. Yeah, there was a Crest. I don't know who. Yeah. Now what? Did, now what kind of stuff did those stores sell? I mean, was it like you know, like like the convenience stores you think of today, or was it more? Um, I think I think the the store today that you could compare them to yeah. would be like the dollar store. Okay, interesting. And yeah, they yeah. were called dime stores yeah. because everything in, I mean, a lot of things in there cost a dime. Oh, huh, wow. But, and of course, the dollar store is the same thing. Yeah, but they would have, um, they would have toys. They would have pretty much the same kind of things yeah. that you can find at the dollar store now. Okay. Yeah, because I know there was one, so the Woolworths was kind of next to where the post office is. It was, it was, um, it was in that block between, um, it was on Front Street between, um, Princess in Chestnut. Yeah, yeah. And it was very close to the post office. Yeah. And then there was the, the crest and the kind of the bottom of the Masonic Temple. Yes. And then the, and then uh, McClellan's. I don't remember that one. Where, where well, McClellan's one? could have been. I think it could have been Cress's. Okay. All at one point. In order to change names. At okay, one yeah, point. Yeah, okay. And another place, I, I just thought about this, another place that a lot of people that I like to eat yeah. lunch when I was downtown was um, Futural's Drugstore. Yeah, yeah. Which was on the corner of Princess and... Yeah. Um, Second? Yeah. Second yep. and Princess. Sure. Yeah, no, the building is still there. And they had a regular soda fountain with oh, wow. um, grilled cheese, and they made homemade chicken salad. And it would be a marble counter, wow. you know, a typical soda, old-fashioned soda fountain. And next door, a couple doors down, was the Dixie Restaurant, not the yeah. Dixie Grill. Right, right. I didn't, I didn't know there was a second Dixie Restaurant. There was a Dixie a second one, and it was a very nice restaurant. Yeah. And a lot of the um, lawyers and judges that were yeah. that would eat lunch there because they'd walk down from the courthouse. Right. And um, let's see, that coupled with Sappho's and the Crystal Restaurant were some of the really yeah. nice restaurants. Well, and then there. the other thing, I don't think people always realize that you know a lot of all the retail stuff was downtown, right? I mean, all the jewelry stores mm-hmm. and the, and the clothing the, stores all and the, the shoe stores. stores. So it's almost like a you know. lots of shoe stores, lots yeah. of clothing stores. Yeah. Um, Ed Fleischman's was um, and Payne's. Yeah, Payne. Oh, Payne's yeah. Yeah, that, was, that, that was where my dad worked at Payne's. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and um, Freeman Shoe Company, Sue Ann Shoes. Yeah, Sue Ann um, Shoes, because that one was going on until the 90s, I would yeah, say. Yeah, I think so. It's a restaurant yeah. now. Where it is, they, yeah. The, same, the where building the beer is still is. there. Yeah, but that, I can still see that, you know, that sign in my mind, just as clear as yeah. day, that kind of black on the white letters. I'm sorry, the uh, yellow letters. And like like we were talking about, the um, the department stores like Penny's yeah. and Sears yeah. were on Front Street. Yeah. Along with Eford's, which was a big three-story building, yeah. And I remember at Eford's, I think, I think if you had a Belks charge charge card, I think you could also use it at use it at Eford's because at one point Belks and Eford's, I kind of remember, hmm. were connected. But yeah. it was a very interesting system they had because it was a, a a system of little tubes that were in the store, and they would put like if you bought something, they would put put your charge card or something in one of these tubes and it would shoot to another part of the store, maybe wow. an office where they that would validate what whatever you wow. were, whatever credit card you were using if you had one back then. 
and then they would shoot it back with the receipt. It was really that is wild, you know. Interesting. It is a different the way they used to do because I remember this wasn't that old, but I remember best on college oh, yes. days. Like you don't, and people used to shop differently. You would go there and you would look on the shelf and see, well, mm-hmm. I want that, and then you would, they'd go in the back and mm-hmm. bring and it out. It. You just mm-hmm. didn't pick out the thing, you know. But it was it was it was just a different way of shopping back then, you know. I mean, it was. I think now it's like you know it's um, yeah. Some people don't ever leave the health. Well, I was getting ready to say, now, nowadays, people, a lot of people do their shopping online, yeah. which, and back back in those days, we would have never imagined in a million oh years that you could actually shop online. Yeah. I mean, it's it's still kind of crazy. Yeah. But. Well, and then, and so, and so then, you know, I guess once downtown, you know, I guess once the mall really opened mm-hmm. in 79 and Belks moved out there mm-hmm. and Sears, Sears moved, moved out there, out and then there. that was kind of the... Penny's moved out yeah, there. Yeah, I remember it was a very... That was the big thing about, remember, the old D.A.R.E., downtown revitalization. Mm-hmm. Like we had to get retail back downtown. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, I think they've done a pretty good job, because, I mean, you could go they've and... Done. You can do all your Christmas shopping downtown right now, okay. which is... It was not that way for a while. No, it was... Um, we, we went through some really dark days down yeah. there, downtown. I mean, it... it especially... Um, um, front streets just south of Market. Yeah. It was um, it was it was not pretty. I mean, <laughs> right. it, topless bars yeah. and um, um, adult bookstores. Yeah. yeah, I remember. I remember uh, like being a kid. My dad would say, "Go walk to the library." He's like, "But do not go downtown. Just stay on Third Street. Just go walk straight to the library." And this is in the eighties. Yeah. But um, but it was uh, but you know, and it's um. It is interesting how it's evolved because I mean now you go to the more you can do your shopping downtown, but it's going to be more like the boutique mm-hmm. type kind of it is. places. It it's is. not going to be, but I mean back then it was like that was all the mainstream. That's right. Stuff in the mall. It was like you know I mean there wasn't Walmart or anything back then, but Mm-mm. you know that would have uh, all the mainstream stuff was you know down there. So that's right. Well, it's where it's where everybody went shopping. Yeah. And and it's funny because my mother, when we went to Belt, she would wear a hat and gloves to go shopping. That's funny. Gene Merritt told me the same thing. He said his mom wouldn't go grocery shopping without you know gloves and a hat and high heels. But that was just a different. It's just a, you know it's just kind of fun to look back at those times and just yeah you would thing. actually dress up to go downtown to go shopping. Yeah, was it a more? I mean, you know, when you look back at those days and just you know it, it is kind of fun to look at the nostalgia and the memories it and is. and all that. Um, you know, have we lost anything, or you know, I, I mean, things are just different now. But well, you know, I like, think the like camaraderie was 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 different. Yeah. I think the camaraderie was different because Wilmington was a small, was sleepy little town, town. Yeah. and and most most families knew everybody, all the other yeah. families, because there was one white high school and yeah. one black high school, and of course, yeah. this was during segregation. Yeah. But everybody, um, everybody went to the same high school. Yeah. Yeah. Depending on your race. And so you knew you you know, you went to school with everybody in town. Yeah, yeah. So you you, you knew everybody. And when you went places, um, if you went to a store or a, an occasional restaurant yeah, because yeah. families didn't eat out right, like right. they do now. It was a big deal back then. I remember on my grandparents, my mom's parents. Yeah. I mean, for them to ever eat at a restaurant, that was just like oh, a, yeah. you know, why would we do that? We have food at home. 
know? I know. Um, and, and another restaurant that just popped into my mind was the New China on 4th yeah. Street. Okay, now, I remember the New China on Oleander, but I don't remember when it was on 4th. It was on 4th. It was right um, near Thalian Hall. It was, oh, you wow. know, 4th was on, I mean, the New China was on 4th. Yeah. And um, between Chestnut and Princess, and, of course, Thalian Hall yeah, is in there, yeah. too, well, on 3rd. Well, this has just been such a, I mean, I could sit here and talk about all these old stores all day. I wish I could yeah. kind of jump in a time machine and, you know, walk around back downtown I know. back then. But Elaine Henson, thank you so much for your time and for taking time to talk with me about all this stuff. And uh, yeah. um, and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you too, John. And that's it for this episode of Cape Fair on Earth and our look at Christmas shopping in downtown Wilmington. We'll be back soon with another chapter of Wilmington history. Till then, make sure you're a member of our Facebook group, where listeners can ask questions about our episodes and share their own memories of the region's history. In that group, I post extra content from each episode and links to all my coverage of local history for the Star News. You can find that group by searching Cape Fear and Earth on Facebook. Don't forget to sign up for the Cape Fear and Earth newsletter that goes out every Thursday. Sign up for the newsletter at starnewsonline.com newsletters. Cape Fear and Earth was written, edited, and hosted by yours truly, John Staten. You can find more of my work at starnewsonline.com. This podcast was made possible by listeners and readers like you. Support local journalism and, and Cape Fear and Earth by subscribing to the Star News today at starnewsonline.com. Subscribe. And while you're subscribing to things, be sure to subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you stream this show so you never miss an episode. While you're there, leave us a review, which will help more people find Cape Fear and Earth. Till then, get out and explore the Cape Fear region on your own. You never know what you might unearth. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.